What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Naletti. And guys, originally on today's podcast, uh, I was planning to break down my favorite players in the 2021 draft for the Miami Dolphins. However, um, it was originally going to come out yesterday, and the more and more I waited, the more and more news came out uh, that I wanted to talk about relating and pertaining to the Miami Dolphins. So I'm going to do that. We're going to pivot to a couple of different conversations, um, some of which are going to be uncomfortable that I don't want to have because, well, let's start off with Xavier Howard. Um, Xavier Howard uh, recently, well, apparently it didn't happen recently, but recently news came out that um, Xavier Howard is being investigated or the police are wanting to investigate Xavier Howard uh, based off of reports uh, that surfaced regarding a June 2020 shooting uh, at the home of NFL agent Demarius Bilbo. And if you think that name sounds familiar, uh, Bilbo is Xavier Howard's agent before he signed with his new agent. Uh, the new agent is the reason why he wants to get a new contract. Bilbo uh, was Howard's agent when he signed his previous contract. And his current agent stated when he, you know, when Xavier Howard signed his old contract, the, the new agent was like, look, that's not a good deal. In a couple of years, you're not even going to be the top five highest paid cornerbacks. Based off guarantees, it's just not, you know, the best situation. So if you ever want to get out of it, you know where to go. So if that name sounds familiar, that's why. It's because Bilbo was Howard's um, ex-agent. And apparently, uh, you know, in June 2020, there was a shooting. Uh, I don't know if it was at the home or near the home. Uh, And Xavier Howard was apparently uh, added to the list of, like, um, people that might have been involved. So therefore, they want to interview him uh, and investigate it. And Howard has declined to be interviewed. Now, I don't know. This isn't a a crime podcast. I'm not going to say whether or not I think he did it. That's not what I'm going to do here today. But based off of my, you know, just common sense, if someone doesn't want to be interviewed about something, that typically means it's not good. Okay, because if you have nothing to hide... You're like, yeah, I, I interview me all you want. I wasn't involved in it. The fact that he does not want to be interviewed, and this has happened, you know, this happened almost a year ago, eight months ago. This happened before the 2021 or the 2020 season even started. Okay. So the fact that he has declined to be interviewed, um, I don't know. I, again, that's not me saying that he did it, but that just doesn't look good. In my opinion, if you didn't do something or you weren't involved, because again, they're not saying he did it or he was involved. They're adding him to the potential like people who could have been or might have been involved. The fact that he's declined to be interviewed isn't a good sign, uh, to be honest. Uh, It's not a good look. And then they asked the NFL. uh, People were asking them all of Sunday morning. They were like, look, what, what do you have to say about the Xavier Howard situation? They declined to comment. Uh, The Miami Dolphins have declined to comment. They've known about this uh, for, I think, five weeks now. They've been aware of this situation, but now it's being leaked uh, that this happened. 
And here's just my overall thoughts on it. Um, I hope, I really, really, really hope that just for his sake, this isn't true. Because if it is true, based off of this, based off the domestic violence that he had, I would be shocked if he, well, first of all, didn't get suspended for a long period of time, at least a a couple of games, half a season. But on top of that, guys, if this is true, he's not going to be with the Miami Dolphins. It's as simple as that. And, you know, people have been saying, I've heard so many podcasters, so many YouTubers say their biggest red flag with Xavier Howard and signing him to an extension is not only do you have the injury concerns, but you have the domestic concerns. You have Xavier Howard as a person concerns. Because this isn't his first instance where he's gotten involved. I'm not saying he did it, but where he's gotten involved in a situation that damages his reputation and the Dolphins' reputation. Um, And as a Dolphin fan, I really hope this is not true because, again, if this is true, not only will he not be on the team, you can kiss any trade value for him goodbye. Like if Xavier Howard, if this is true, where he was involved in a shooting... They're just going to cut him because I believe if they cut him, um, they're at, let's see, if, if, if the Dolphins cut Xavier Howard, what is their cap hit? So if the Dolphins cut Xavier Howard right now, we save $6.8 million in cap space. And I don't want Xavier Howard gone. I've said it on the podcast before. I believe you can cut people, you can trade people in free agency and make money for him. Because he is well worth paying him that type of money, since he was one of the sole reasons why we went ten and six. Um, but if this is true, I do not want to part. If he is, if this is true, and he was actually a part of this, which they will get to the bottom of it, um, Xavier Howard will no longer be on this team. Uh, and not only that, here's the thing: if this is not true, even if it's not true, but he is you know, under investigation, that's going to take a lot out of his salary negotiations and, and and the leverage that he has. Because what's going to happen is he's going to go to the table and he's going to say, I want so-and-so amount of dollars a year. I had 10 interceptions last year. I was a staple to this defense. I've been along for the ride since we, you know, lost 59 to 10. Now at 10 and six, going into a season where we could make the playoffs, I want to get paid. And the Dolphins are going to say, look, Xavier, we understand that. You are a phenomenal player. You're a staple to our team. But we're not going to give you this much financial um, investment when you have this amount of this, this much history of being involved in stuff that could put us at jeopardy and could put us at harm. Not only that, but you have had an entry history. So look, we're willing to sign you. We're willing to extend you, but we're not going to give you this record breaking cornerback money that you're looking for and you know again if if that's not true not again no matter what it's going to damage his trade value because teams are now going to say look even if Xavier Howard wasn't involved the fact that he was up for investigation puts a bad taste in my mouth it automatically is going to decline his trade value let alone if it is true there's no trade value you're going to have to cut him you lose a phenomenal player, and Xavier Howard might not have the same career anymore. 
And it's upsetting to me. Uh, when I found out about this, I was just, I was, I was just shattered because I hope to God, I, I really hope to God this isn't true. Um, but the fact that he doesn't want to talk about it does not put a good taste in my mouth. Usually, if you haven't done something wrong, you are fine talking about it because you're like, look, I didn't do it. You can investigate me all you want. I know I didn't do it. The fact that he is so hesitant to be questioned, ah, man, I really, I just really hope, I, I really, really hope this isn't true because if it is, it not only affects uh, the Dolphins, but it really does affect Xavier Howard too a lot, even more so than the Dolphins because at the end of the day, we just get rid of a really good player. If it is true, his career is in jeopardy. In jeopardy between this, the injury history, and the domestic violence, look, this league is transitioning even more and more now to get getting rid of the people that are going to cause you harm towards your the look of your franchise. We see it all the time, and especially the Dolphins. Like, especially the Dolphins, they are all about. We'll give you a chance. If you ruin that chance, we're done with you. That's how that and honestly it's not the Dolphins, it's most teams. So with Xavier Howard, man, I really hope this isn't true. Really disappointing news to hear. Not saying he didn't do it or not saying he did do it. Um, I'm just saying regardless, it, it does affect negotiations, it does affect trade value if we decide to get rid of him. Uh, but but certainly I hope I, I really hope it's not true. Um, and I'll I'll try to keep everyone updated uh, as as more news comes along probably within the next coming weeks. Now, transitioning from uh, a serious topic with Xavier Howard to a less serious topic uh, with Tua Tungavailoa. So there's a couple of stuff I want to talk about with Tua Tungavailoa. One, on Friday, I believe it was. It was either Friday or Saturday. He posted a video. I believe it was Saturday. He posted a, a couple pictures, actually, of him working out. And... If you haven't seen them yet, they're on Twitter. Just go to his Twitter account. And he looks jacked. As simple as that. He looks jacked. And this is something that shouldn't come as a surprise to most people. Some people I saw, you know, quoting the tweet with like open eyes, like they're shocked that he looks this strong and athletic. You shouldn't be shocked. Okay. I don't know how many of you out there do athletic stuff. I'm a dancer. I don't consider dance a sport, but it is something that is very, very athletic. I have had injuries in my past. And when you have an injury in any type of athletic activity, the rehab, a lot of people think rehab is just a lot of training. It's not training. It's rehab. When you're re I know it sounds funny, but, but it's serious. Rehab is not training. Rehab is rehab. And so for instance, I've hurt my abdominals before. I pulled my lower abdominals. I had a strain and you would think that because you're rehabbing your abs a lot that your abs come back like even more six pack definition, all that stuff. That's not actually the case. When you're rehabbing, you're really just building the small intrinsic muscles around so that the injury doesn't happen again. You're not building for like definition for bulk. That's not what you're doing. In fact, when you rehab, you're usually using bands and no weights, if not low weights, just to kind of slowly get that hip or those abs or the, that arm or that leg, ankle, whatever it may be, back into shape. So Tua, since November 18th, 16th or 18th of last year when the hip injury happened, 
He has been rehabbing that hip. And I would probably argue that until he started starting for the Miami Dolphins, what was it, week, I believe it was week uh, eight against the Rams, he was not fully training. He was rehabbing that hip. And you can see it. Go look. You don't have to have all access film. Go to YouTube and look at the highlights from the Arizona game. Keeping in mind what Tua looks like, how big he looks. He looks very, very thin. He doesn't look huge, bulked out at all. Then go look at the Kansas City Chiefs game tape. You look at those two games and he looks a lot different. So people shouldn't be surprised now that he's having a full off season that he looks jacked. And honestly, I say this not because they have the same skin color, same nationality. He looks like Russell Wilson. When I looked at that photo, I was like, that is what Russell Wilson's body type is. Stalky legs, bulky arms. He, he needs to be, honestly, with all the injury history, he needs to be that stocky type of quarterback, like a Dak Prescott or a Russell Wilson. That's the type of quarterback he needs to be. Um, and people shouldn't be surprised by this. Look, Tua is going to have a full offseason to get stronger, to get faster, to get more athletic. And that's why this past season, when he came out of the season fully healthy, I was like, look, that's, a, that's the biggest win we could have asked for. Yes, he had the thumb injury, but I've had many finger injuries before. I don't consider that like injury prone. Injuries happen all the time. Patrick Mahomes was out, you know, with a concussion. He's been out before with certain injuries. Like every every quarterback goes out here and there with injuries you just have no control over. But the fact that he came out of that season fully healthy, no hip issues, no ankle issues, nothing, that is a significant win because now in the offseason, he's going to be able to do resistance training, lift weights, get his legs stronger, which if you don't know this about throwing, it has nothing to do with how big your arms are. Most of your throwing is going to be in your hips and in your legs. At the end of the day, your arms have, they obviously have an impact, obviously. If if you're really, really weak in your arm, you're not going to throw it as far. But he's going to be able to do a lot of training from the hip down now and build that up where he couldn't before. He could, he could lift, of course, if you have a hip injury, he's going to be able to get his arms bigger, but he's going to be able to do so much full body, full range of motion, leg lifts, you know, squats, whatever it may be. He's going to be able to do so much of that now because his hip rehab is over. And so people shouldn't be surprised by this. Again, go look at, go, go on YouTube, look up to his highlights from the Arizona game and then to his highlights from the Kansas city game. He looks completely different. He looks stronger in the Kansas City game. He looks thicker. Where in the Arizona game, he looked looked small. I'm not going to lie. He looked very scrawny. And so, you know, people shouldn't be surprised by this. And that's what I've been saying this whole time is you guys keep, or not you guys, I don't know if you like Tua or not, but we keep judging Tua. And as someone who has been injured before, I would have hate, I would have hated to be judged on my dancing when I was going through rehab, because even when I came back to dance, I wasn't the same for a little bit, because now on top of it, you're, you're having that thought in your mind of, Ooh, what if I re-injure this again? You're still kind of tender down there. Like Tua was struggling with all of this, his first season. He even said it, go back to the Los Angeles Rams game. He talks about, look, it was good to get hit that first time to get hit, bounce back up. I feel good now. 
his hurdle, the mental hurdle of be able being able to make it through this season healthy with no injuries is going to be huge for him moving forward. And so, yeah, again, he looked huge in the video or in the pictures. He looked like he was swole, his arms, his, his upper body, his legs. I expect to see a much stronger Tua and a much healthier Tua year two, let alone that's just health-wise, not even on the field like his play. Just physically and his health-wise, I expect him to take leaps and bounds from what he was this year. Okay, and and here's another thing too, because I saw this a lot. Uh, People were commenting, uh, saying like, look at what Justin Herbert's doing, look at what Tua is doing on their day off. Look, I, I understand more than anyone else how much I hate Justin Herbert and Tua being compared. I absolutely hate it. They're not the same quarterback. It's not like they're rivals. I don't understand what the comparison is just because he was taken right after Tua. Look, at the end of the day, if you think Justin Herbert's not training in the offseason, I don't know what to tell you. So what? He was playing golf. He happened to play golf today. Tua wasn't training every single day. Tua might have been playing golf that day before. It's just that day he was training and Justin Herbert was playing golf. But these, I, 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 something I wanted to talk about was because the media has kind of pinned Justin Herbert and Tua as enemies and they keep comparing the two, Dolphins fans and, and Chargers fans find it like necessary to hate the other. I don't hate Justin Herbert at all. I hope he has phenomenal success. I can think Justin Herbert will be great and I can also think Tua will be great. It's not like only one can be really good. Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning both won two Super Bowls. Phillip Rivers, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he had a great career. You can have success even if your counterpart has success. Okay? So this whole notion that, you know, if if you like Justin Herbert, that means you hate Tua and you're my enemy. No. Look, Herbert's going to train. He's playing golf today. That has no impact on Tua. Good for Tua for going out there and training. Justin Herbert's going to go out and train himself too. Okay, and I just want to say that because I'm tired of seeing the division like people hate Herbert for no reason or people hate Tua for no reason. Look, they have nothing to do with each other. They're not in the same division at all. And at the end of the day, both can have success and it's okay to admit or acknowledge that both can have success. It's not like if if you think Justin Herbert's going to be great, then you automatically hate Tua or vice versa. No, I think both of them are going to have great careers. That's why this, you know, even it's unfortunate with Joe Burrow because he's in Cincinnati, but I really thought, you know, after seeing all all three quarterbacks play a little, this is going to be a phenomenal wide receiver or a phenomenal quarterback class in 2020. And that's okay. That's completely okay. And it just, it just bothered me when I saw that. It really did. It, it bothered me when people are just like nitpicking and trying to find things to to make Tua look better or make Herbert look better. Look, at the end of the day, I hope they both succeed. And if Tua ever faces Herbert, I hope, you know, Tua is the better quarterback. It's as simple as that. Um, and another thing, actually, I wanted to get to, speaking of not only Herbert, but I've been seeing this a lot about Tua training, right? People have been talking about how you know, hopefully now that Tua is training, he'll be able to throw the ball further. Um, you're probably saying, if you're saying that Tua can't throw the ball far, you probably are just saying that because you have hated Tua from the start. You know, it's probably because Tua didn't throw a lot of deep balls 
because we don't have any deep ball guys. That's probably why you're saying it. You're probably just an uneducated fan, which is fine. I don't judge you because there's a lot of them out there. Um, Tua can throw the ball very far. If you didn't know that, go watch the Cincinnati Bengals game. Go watch literally his second throw in the NFL where he threw it like 40 yards on the dot to Mike Kosicki and it was just great coverage and was batted up. Tua can throw the ball far. Tua threw the ball. Again, remember what I just talked about. No training, rehabbing, all that. He threw the ball in the Cincinnati Bengals game 54 yards from where he left, where the ball left his hands to where it hit Jakeem Grant's hands. 54 yards. But we're not talking about it because Jakeem Grant dropped it. Tua can throw the ball plenty far. And on top of that, not only can he throw the ball far, but I shouldn't even be having to have this discussion because one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest throwers of the football we've ever seen, has said himself, how far you can throw the ball is one of the most overrated things in a quarterback. He said at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how far you can throw a football. It matters, can you throw it accurately and with anticipation? Wait, wasn't Tua like one of the best in college ever at those two things? Yeah, he was. So this notion that like Tua needs to be able to throw the ball 80 yards like Herbert or Josh Allen or Mahomes, it's not correct at all. It's it's not even kind of remotely accurate. The thing that makes the great quarterbacks great is their decision-making, their accuracy, and their timing. That's it. You never look at a quarterback and you're like, man, they're amazing because they can throw the ball 80 yards. Aside from a Hail Mary, when's a quarterback ever going to need to throw the ball more than 55 yards? Because when Tua threw that ball and it traveled to like the 45-yard line of the opposing team from his own like 10, when that happened, I was like, that's like the furthest throw I'm ever going to see a quarterback make because it was a bomb. And if he would have caught it, not only might it have been a, you know, a, a phenomenal catch and completion, it could have been a touchdown, a 91 yard touchdown. So this notion that like, if you can't throw the ball super, super, super far, like Tua needs to train so he could throw the ball further. No, 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 no. Yes. Tua is going to have more zip on the ball because he's going to be stronger from the waist down. But at the end of the day, if you have you know concern with Tua's arm strength, I don't know what to tell you. You're just not watching a lot of film. Tua has phenomenal arm strength. He has phenomenal zip on the ball. He has great accuracy and great anticipation. I have no concern with Tua being able to throw the ball because I saw him. Again, it's not me making it up. I watched him without prepping much. He literally took one step forward and launched the ball 55 yards down the field and it hit Jakeem Grant right in the hands. Just because it wasn't complete doesn't mean it didn't happen. So this notion that like, uh, I saw some guy, well, now that Tua, you know, has trained, maybe he'll be able to throw the ball further than five yards. Again, you're just saying that because you're uneducated. You're just saying things to be funny. Try to get likes from people who hate Tua. Tua can throw the ball very far. And I'm sorry if you don't understand that because you didn't watch enough film. That's not my problem. My problem is to educate you. And just so you know, to everyone out there, Tua can throw the ball very far. Just because we don't have the wide receivers for him to throw the ball downfield doesn't mean he can't. That's all I'm going to say on that. But actually, let's stay on Tua because it, it seems like every single podcast there's more news on Tua. It doesn't actually relate to Tua. 
But another another um, disappointing thing happened. Uh, Devonte Smith. Uh, I forget where it, where it came out, but apparently uh, it, it came out that Devonte Smith was being interviewed by multiple teams at uh, the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and while he was there, he got asked just straight up, "Who's the better quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa or Mac Jones?" And apparently, before the interviewer could finish the question. Devontae Smith said Mac Jones. And for me, again, do I care? No. Um, I have some people out there saying some pretty crazy stuff like Mac Jones is better than Tua. Uh, Look at the stats he put up. Let me just say this before I transition into why I was disappointed that Smith said this. If you are someone who cares about stats in college football, then I'm just going to start calling you Mike Tannenbaum. Because at the end of the day, quarterback stats in college football are the most overrated, overhyped, overlooked at thing in all of sports. Let me read you some stats real quick. A a, a single stat that, that, that states my point perfectly. There's a quarterback. If I told you there was a quarterback in college football within the last five years, in college, he threw in a single season... 50 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. That quarterback then went on to get selected in the first round. Within three years, he's not on the same team he was in. And now he's a backup quarterback that people think is absolute garbage. That quarterback's Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins threw for 50 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Which, in case you don't know this, because you if you happen to say Mac Jones is better than Tua, you're most likely uneducated, so you didn't look at the stats... Mac Jones or Tua has ever had a 50-touchdown, 9-interception season. That's better than any season either of them has had. Would anyone ever say Dwayne Haskins is a better quarterback than Mac Jones or Tua Tungavailoa? No. Why? Because here's the thing with stats, and this is why I said to people who liked Tua just because of his stats, you like him for the wrong reason. In college football, and I'm okay with admitting this with Tua, with Tua and Mac Jones, you don't think their stats are padded? You don't think Tua's stats were padded because when he threw a 20-yard pass to you know, Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, they took it 75 yards to the house? Of course. My thing that I liked about Tua was never the stats he put up at all because I knew there were people out there like Dwayne Haskins that, that do that all the time for a living. College football, it's college football. You can throw so many yards, so many touchdowns in college football, but it's about what you see on film. At the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins have great seasons statistically too. Ryan Tannehill actually I think is like the most um, efficient passer right now in the NFL over the last like two seasons. But would you ever consider Ryan Tannehill a a top five quarterback? Would you ever take him over... Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson because he's been more effective and efficient than all those quarterbacks statistically. So these people that just look at Mac Jones stats and say, well, look at his stats and look at Tua's. They're, they're nearly identical. If not, Mac Jones is a little better. The thing about Tua that is phenomenal, which is why he went fifth and would have went second or first if he hadn't gotten injured The reason for that is not because he had amazing stats. Because it's college football. Everyone does. 
the thing that makes Tua great, accuracy, leadership, poise, decision-making, anticipation. All of those five things. It's not how many yards he threw for. No one gives a crap about that. And that's honestly why so many people like Justin Herbert and are disappointed in Tua. Because they look at Tua and they say, Ugh, he played not eight games and only threw 13 touchdowns. Or actually 10 touchdowns. He had three on the ground. Yikes. After eight games, that's only like an average of like one touchdown a game. A little over that. 1.2 touchdowns a game. And what's happening is you're having so many people that just look at how many touchdowns you throw. And they're like, that's what makes a quarterback good. No. The thing about Tua that makes him so great is the fact that his accu- those five things that I named are top are like top five in the NFL. Now it's about getting him more talent, a better system, some more O-line help, and obviously he needs to get better at things. He's not perfect by any means. But these people that just want to compare Mac Jones now to Tua because he had a great season, look, Mac Jones, I believe, is going to have a decent NFL career. But Mac Jones, more than anyone had success off of them having um, phenomenal wide receivers, phenomenal offensive line, and Najee Harris. Tua definitely, you know, Tua definitely leaned on those things, just like Mac Jones. But there's a reason why Mac Jones was behind Tua Tungvaluwa. There's a reason why Tua was behind Jalen Hurts, but then took over the starting role. There's a reason why Mac Jones never took over the starting role over to Atungavailoa until he got injured. And so when you see these things, like people comparing Mac Jones to Tua because of his stats, ignore it, because they're stupid. Because Dwayne Haskins threw for 50 touchdowns and 9 interceptions and looks like garbage now. In fact, he's a backup and people are laughing at the Steelers for even taking him. So don't, don't listen to these people. Don't listen to them about them comparing... To, uh, to Mac Jones, okay? But as far as Devontae Smith is concerned, getting back on the topic, the main reason I wanted Smith, and I said this on the podcast, the main reason I wanted Smith over Waddle, because at the end of the day, everyone knows I want an Alabama wide receiver over Chase because of the chemistry. The only reason I wanted Smith over Waddle was because Smith, until now, seemed like he was all in on the Dolphins. He went to Mobile, he wanted to be coached by the Dolphins. He played as the Dolphins against Derwin James. He talked highly about Tua and said how much he would love to take it back. And now he's saying he thinks Mac Jones is better. Now, is he saying that because, you know, is he going to be biased because when Tua was in there, he didn't have a Heisman season and now he did under Mac Jones? Probably. At the end of the day, he's going to say Mac Jones is better because here's what I've said about Devontae Smith. While he is a great wide receiver, and I think overall he's been the most productive out of all of them, he has never been the star or the guy who has stolen everyone's attention since Tua has gotten there. It has always been Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, then Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was always that consistent guy. He always had those deep routes that two would hit him on. But really, while he was the most consistent, he was never the guy that Tua focused on. Mac Jones came in there 
Jalen Waddle was actually getting more attention from Mac Jones. He was on pace to have a better season than Devontae Smith. But then once Jerry Judy or Jerry Judy, once Jalen Waddle got injured, Devontae Smith got all the attention. So is that why he said it? Probably because he's going to give credit and he's going to, you know, pay his respects to the guy who made him a Heisman Trophy winner. But here's my thing. That's the only reason I wanted Waddle over Smith. Because I think if you're talking about strength, playmaking ability, speed, overall dynamic playmaking ability, Waddle is a much better receiver than Devontae Smith in pretty much every category. The only category that he's not as good at is route running. But again, like the Tyreek Hill isn't the best route runner ever. He's just so fast that he makes up for it. So, and here's the thing, another thing real quick. People, I've seen them compare, they, they don't want Jalen Waddle because they think he's like Henry Ruggs. Look, just because the, the Oakland Raiders are a stupid franchise and decided to take Henry Ruggs above every other wide receiver doesn't mean that he was the best. Henry Ruggs was never the best wide receiver at Alabama. In fact, let me take back what I said before. In order of probably most talented overall wide receivers, it probably goes Judy, Waddle, Smith, Ruggs. Ruggs is nothing more than a very, very fast guy. Jalen Waddle is not that. People talk about his speed. He is a great route runner. He's a phenomenal punt and kick returner. He has great hands and his speed is insane. And he's a very, very, he's, he's, he's well built. People don't talk about because of the ankle injury and he's just really fast, but he is a well built athlete. So this comparison that, oh, if the Dolphins take Waddle, it's just Henry Ruggs 2.0. No, 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 no. Waddle is much, much, much better than Henry Ruggs. Far more better. He's far more versatile. He has much more bags or uh, tricks in his bag. He is much better than Henry Ruggs. And so for me, after I heard Devontae Smith say that, I'm out on him. And that's nothing against him. Again, if I were him, I probably would have said the same thing. But at the same time, as a Dolphins fan, I would have loved him to say Tua because you're not going to go play with Mac Jones. The Dolphins, you have a legitimate chance of playing for the Miami Dolphins. And if I if I were a GM, again, I, I, I may be making too much of this, but the only thing that put Devontae Smith above Waddle for me was his infatuation with playing for Miami. And I said that. Look, he, he is kissing ass and I like it. I like that he really wants to play for Miami. It's not often in the past 20 years that we've gotten those type of players out of the draft. He has said, I want to, I would love to play for the Dolphins. I'd love to play with Tua, all that jazz. So I've been like, yeah, I'd prefer him over Waddle because Waddle didn't go to the, the, to, you know, Mobile. He hasn't talked about how much he loves the Dolphins. But at the end of the day, if Smith is going to go out and say that he thinks Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua... I'm all in on Waddle. I'm all in on Waddle. And so from here on out on this podcast, again, would I be upset if we took Smith? Not at all. Would I be upset if we took Chase? Not at all. But from here on out on this podcast, I'm going to be Camp Waddle with the eighth pick. I'm sorry if that upsets some people, but I've been telling myself that Smith is better because of the stats and because he's liked the Dolphins for so long. But in reality, guys, I'm, I'm sorry if you disagree with this. Waddle is much better at wide receiver. And I'm sorry if you disagree with that. He is. 
Waddle is more explosive. He's faster. He has better hands. He's stronger. He's more physical. And, you know, again, you can disagree with that because you can say, well, Smith won a Heisman. Smith won a Heisman because Mac Jones had no one else to throw to. Jalen Waddle, again, I can't stress this enough. Jalen Waddle was on pace to have a much better season than Smith prior to his injury. Smith wasn't even getting targeted as much as Jalen Waddle. Actually, strike that. Smith had more targets. Jalen Waddle had more yards with less receptions, less targets, just as many touchdowns, more yardage, all that jazz. So I'm not just going to keep sitting here like Devontae Smith is the best because it's going to please him. No, I don't think Devontae Smith is the best wide receiver in the draft. And after his comments saying that Mac Jones is better than Tua, again, you don't have to say anything. You could have just said, oh, I don't want to answer that question. They're both great. But the fact that before the the question was even asked, he says Mac Jones, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it anymore. I'd much, well, overall, I'd rather have Sewell at three. I'd rather have Penny Sewell. But if we trade back, which I also would really, really love, I'm Team Waddle right now. So I'm sorry if that upsets some people. If you disagree with me, then we just respectfully agree to disagree. Last topic I wanted to talk about, real quick, because people are probably getting annoyed that we always talk about Deshaun Watson on this podcast, but um, Barry Jackson, uh, reported that the Dolphins from a high up official in the Dolph from the Dolphins team that Deshaun Watson if he becomes available will be sought at sought after by the Dolphins now some people when they heard this like freaked out they were like oh my god oh my god we're gonna get Deshaun Watson if the Dolphins didn't try to get Deshaun Watson when he became available if he becomes available we'll talk about that real quick but if the Dolphins didn't try to be in the mix for Deshaun Watson, I would question the GM and I would question the organization. Because while I love Tua, I've said many times, I love Tua, but I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm not a Tua fan. And at the end of the day, if I don't believe a quarterback is better than another guy, I'm not going to want to go get him. That's why this whole time I've been saying Tua is better than every guy in the draft except maybe Trevor Lawrence. So drafting a quarterback would be stupid. I think Tua has phenomenal upend, upside. But at the end of the day, they would be stupid not to try to at least see what the Houston Texans want with Deshaun Watson. They would be stupid because at the end of the day, well, again, like I've said, if we keep Tua, I am going to be perfectly fine with that. I'm happy either way. But I would be mad if the Dolphins were just like, no, we're not even going to see what the Houston Texans want. And this this rumor or this news came out like a shock. Like, oh my God, the Dolphins are interested. Every team is interested in Deshaun Watson. Unless your quarterback is Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Um, Trying to see. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. Because, you know, some people, even if, Justin Herbert was my quarterback. I'd still want Deshaun Watson. But unless you have those quarterbacks or and maybe Lamar Jackson, you are interested in having Deshaun Watson because he is a top three quarterback in the NFL. It goes Mahomes, him, Wilson, Rodgers at three 
or four. Probably Rodgers at three, Wilson at four. So yeah, of course the Dolphins are going to try to get or, or see what they want for Watson. They 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 apparently reached out to the Seahawks for Wilson. That doesn't mean they don't like Tua. It just means, look, if Watson's available, why would why would we not try to see what they want? Because again, reminder, Watson has a no trade clause, meaning he chooses the team he wants to go to. So all these analysts that say it's about whoever gives them the best offer, it's not true at all. If Watson's like, I want to leave and they're willing to deal him, he's going to go to the team that A, gives them a good offer, but most likely the team he wants to go to. So if he's wanting to go to the Miami Dolphins and they're offering Tua, Xavier Howard, and two first, don't be shocked if they do it. That's all I'm going to say. Again, I'm not saying we should or we shouldn't. I'd be happy either way. I like Tua. I love his development that he's going to make. And I also love Deshaun Watson. I love the idea of the Dolphins having a top three quarterback in the NFL, guaranteed. So uh, again, just like the whole Tua getting bulkier and people are like, oh my God, he, look how strong he looks. You shouldn't be surprised that the Dolphins have reached out for Deshaun Watson because every team except the Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Seahawks, and possibly the Baltimore Ravens have reached out for Deshaun Watson. I can absolutely 100% guarantee you that. So don't don't be surprised that the Dolphins, just because you may love Tua, I love Tua as well, but don't be surprised that the Dolphins are like, hey, there's a, a top three quarterback in his prime that might want to come to our team. Why would we not try to see what they want? But apparently... The Texans have no interest in trading Watson. They've come out and they've said it, but rumor has it that while the Dolphins want to, they have been given no reason to believe that Deshaun Watson's going to be traded. And, I, and I've said this all along. I, I really don't think he will be. I'll be shocked if he's traded before the season starts. If he is traded, it might be like halfway or like a little bit into training camp or something. But like at the end of the day, they they are not going to want to trade Deshaun Watson because he is a top three quarterback in his prime. That's just my thought on it. So I know we covered a lot on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you, you know, maybe learned some stuff. Maybe you just came on here to listen to me talk about things you already knew. Whatever it may be, hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.